You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The Natural Hat Trick with Luke Lipinski, Craig Morgan, and Jamie Eisner. Welcome to episode 211 of the Natural Hattrick Podcast alongside Craig Morgan and Jackie the Duck. Sorry, Jamie. Jackie gets a second billing now. I think you held the duck the wrong way. I'm mean, look at Jackie's levels and I'm a little Don't worry. concerned. Yeah, Jackie's levels will be fine. Don't worry about okay, Jackie. I'm just worried about like, we used to be worried about Craig's levels and... Jackie's well below the This is it's, why, it's why I introduced you last. It's nighttime again. It is. And also, I'm Luke Lipinski. I guess I introduced myself last. The, the sun is going down between three palm trees out that window. Can you see it? No. No, because the, the blinds, blinds are closed. Oh. We should open the blinds now, shouldn't we? No, you shouldn't Not do it yet. yet. You're going to get a lot of sunlight directly in your Luke eyes. Luke will melt. I'm like, fine. turns I, to the, dust. The, the, the sun is hitting me. It's just not hitting you guys. Jamie with a tan is not something any of us ever needs to see. I don't even think you need the on the with a tan part. <laughs> Jamie is not anything any of us ever needs to see. <laughs> I hate it when Jamie insults himself so much that I can't actually do it. Uh, where do you want to start, gentlemen? Uh, maybe with the Any news today? Cats trailer. Yeah. <laughs> and a question, is this the end of Taylor Swift's career? Uh, that was disturbing mm. on so many levels. Yeah. Creepy. Um, you going to see it though? No. You going to take Jackie? I'm not. What do you think, Jackie? Jackie's quiet tonight. There. That's, yeah, that's not very nice, Jackie. Yeah, that's, you know, Jackie has his thoughts about cats. I think they're they're well founded. He was a lot louder on the last uh, podcast. I will give you that. Also, I should point out before we get going, you should rate and review. Yeah, uh, you should follow us on Twitter at the Natty Hattie. Wait, what's the name of our podcast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the Natty Hattie. Do we have a, do we have a prefix in there? Right, it says the and and okay. Uh, I'm, I'm just I'm just curious because I'm just for some reason the word the became a point of contention at some point this week. Greg, who sent us the bingo card, sent me one, two, three, three ducks. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, two stuffed ducks in addition to Jackie. We're gonna have to name them. Uh, and a couple there are a lot of bad as well. There are a lot of bad penguins, blue liners. We'll be okay. Yeah. Is <laughs> there a reason you didn't bring them all in tonight? I didn't want to carry a box of all these ducks in, so I figured well, I'd introduce one each yeah, week. And the way you drive with your stuffed animals, obviously, you would endanger five instead of one. I should have just let in. Letting? Letting? I should have just let in. Uh, I should just let Jackie drive all of them over in a separate mm. car, because as we've established this week, he can drive. Uh, how you guys doing? It's been like a week and a half since we've done this podcast. It's been a while. Uh, we don't have the giant bell that blew out our eardrums. <sighs> that was so perfect. Pe- I already I missed that People bell. People on Twitter were surprised that, that the bell wasn't bigger, actually. Yeah, I think that that was a bad angle. Yeah, well, yeah it's well, all yeah, about the, the Liberty Bell. No, but no, it's I, a significant... It it's bigger than Jamie. It, uh, no? 
No, not, not quite. so much. Okay. It's a big bell, though. It's bigger than Jackie. It's Yeah. As you can see in the picture. It's as big as Jamie's head. Not, not not metaphorically, <laughs> just physically. <laughs> Nothing is that big. How um, there's satellites that aren't that big. If you had to, like, how tall is it with the handle and everything? It's probably like two feet, two and a half feet. Yeah, yeah two and a half feet. Yeah. Maybe. So it's a big bell. It was the highlight of last week's show. I may or may not have gone back and listened to like those twenty seconds a couple times just to make sure it showed up, and it absolutely oh, it showed, showed up. up. <laughs> uh, why don't we start with the fact that the Arizona Coyotes have a new owner and he's a billionaire? That's a good place to start, actually, since there was a news conference today. Just hours ago. Hours ago, yes. In fact, I just came from there. So did did I. No, you didn't. You're lying. But I was there. somewhere else. Go ahead and tell people your crazy schedule. Nobody needs to know about my crazy schedule, but I was at the Coyotes thing this afternoon. Jamie, who knows what Jamie was doing. Other stuff. (laughs) Working. Was Jackie just riding in a bag? I have Jackie just run errands while I'm working. Mm. It's just oh, easier that way. It's useful. Yeah. I mean, Jackie could probably bet fifth of the D-backs right now. Mm, you could definitely pitch mm. for him. Um, yeah. That oh, yeah. Billionaire owner. Yes. I was pretty – I mean, it's it's, it's, a a, it's an introductory a news press conference, conference. As I was corrected the oh. other day. Oh, yeah. Is it a news conference? It's a news conference. Whatever that's, sort of That's the AP style for it now. It was I, – I think it was encouraging if you're a Coyotes fan. He's got some personality. He does. It, we, we got small glimpses of it. You don't get enough of that in a news conference because it's just too big a setting and you're trying to be somewhat formal and Cameras are on and, you and yeah. Boy, I'd love to have him one-on-one with a couple of the things that he said, though. <laughs> I'd yeah. like to know which NBA owners he's talking about that he does not respect. I don't think he's going to tell anybody that. I don't think he is either. But he did float that out there. I can think of one. Hmm. It's, it's a fun game to play now. Let's list all 30 owners. Uh, he did cite Tampa Bay's owners in hockey. As a yeah, as a front office that he what was the the way the question was asked was essentially like what owners do you look up to, and he just pointed out that they've done a great job in Tampa, Jeffrey Vinnick, which yeah. they have. He may be the best owner in the NHL. Yeah, I don't know how you're going to find one that's better. You may be able to find guys that are even. I mean, it's really close between him and James Dolan. Like they're <laughs> one and two, like neck and neck, <laughs> right there. Oh. Um, um, yeah. yeah. How do, so, we <laughs> how, how do we That's always what recover? Fans have been asking themselves for a while now. When, when Jamie talks, um, I don't know. I thought I thought it was it was pretty encouraging. I mean, I had not really heard him speak before, and I thought it was honest too. There was an honest assessment of the Coyotes' current predicament. Where as as exciting as this day was for the organization, for the fans, there's still the very real issues that this organization has to solve. How do they become cash flow positive? Where are they going to play long term? Well, my focus right now with the rest of my team is to get a sustain something that's financially sustainable in Arizona. Um, we're working hard at it. It's my first day, but my plans are, like I said before, is to keep the team here and make it so where it's financially stable and viable. When are they going to start winning? I mean, all of these things are still factors, and I thought he did a really good job. Uh, you know, tackling as as best as you can in that scenario uh, those separate issues and addressing them, which yeah, he didn't dodge them. <laughs> which cheap plug Craig Morgan wrote about for the Athletic. Why, thank you for that plug. Yeah, he did have some good things to say. I'm not going to read his quotes because you can I believe that. you're going to have uh, some sort of audio on this podcast. Yeah, when you guys go home way. and go to sleep, I'll just keep producing the show. Okay, it is risky, like leaving and Luke saying he's going to put audio drops or something in here. There's so. a good chance this won't even get posted based on Jamie's attitude alone. Mm. <laughs> But we posted well, most the of the first The thing that encourages me about this guy 
is the fact that he's a billionaire. He has the money, first of all, and that hasn't been the case with any of the previous ownership groups since Richard Burke sold the team and they moved west to Glendale. Yes, that's the truth, and that's scary. Nobody's had this kind of money. You can talk about location, and that's a problem, and Gary Bettman's not backing off that problem, by the way. (laughs) Talked to him again today, and he said they absolutely have to have a new home. But you can talk about location. You can talk about winning. Those are important things. But it all starts with stable, well-financed ownership, and they just haven't had it. So let's see, finally, how the game changes a little bit for the Coyotes now that they have that guy. And and look, I wouldn't know this, but I hear money solves a lot of problems. (laughs) So uh, there there are a lot of things that there are a lot of runway that you can buy yourself, a lot of things that can be done, and a lot of connections that can be made when you Mm -hmm. have money to not only afford to purchase a team, but afford to run the team in perpetuity afterward. Speaking of connections, too, let, let's talk about his background and all the – it's such a perfect fit in so many ways. His real estate background, his media background, his gaming background. Please, NHL, go ahead and explore it. It's a revenue source. Go ahead and be the trendsetter for all the professional leagues. Put slot machines in the darn arena. Let them make money. I apologize for that. Craig, right. hit a slot, yeah. Yeah, I thought – did you win? I, Triple seven. No, no, Hopefully no. you but, played but, every row. But also being left. someone that has now influence in this market that can maybe t- help Arizona take that next step into what all the bunch of these other states have done and legalize sports betting. And and maybe there's some sort of partnership that can be made there with some of the the Native American communities in hmm. town. And maybe those sponsors those partnerships could lead to things other than just sports betting. So there's a lot of different things that could can come of this now. It's an overall positive day. But it is important to remember all of the challenges that now Alex Morello and company have to wade through over the next several years to get the Coyotes to where they truly want to be, which is stable. I, I, I'll go back to what you said at the beginning, Jamie, that there, there was like an honest tone to the whole press conference. It, he said a lot of good things, but I didn't feel like he was trying to sell us on himself. Mm-hmm. And he even said at one point, like, you know, I'm going to have to earn everybody here. I'm going to have to earn the fans' trust. I thought that was a good quote, too, but... Yeah, I mean, he did point out the arena's been an issue. And, Craig, we should just clear up so people don't freak out online. When you say Bettman said that they need a new home, it doesn't mean by October. Because no. people yes. seem to and, just run with that and, and think it, that like they're not going to play here this year. And it means in Arizona. Yes. That's not Glendale, Arizona. That, yeah, I mean, it, and that's, that's what he's saying. I, I can read that quote for, for people from Gary Bettman so that they understand exactly where he's coming from. But, yeah, he, He's not talking about, okay, they, they need a new home somewhere other than Arizona. And, and really, the, the thrust of what he was saying is that they finally have a guy in place who can get this done, right? Uh, who, who might have the chops to come to the table and actually broker a deal because previous guys, they didn't have the money. Yeah. They simply didn't have the money to bring to the table. And I think this is, again, I'm not knocking anybody in the past because there, there was a transition that had to be made in timelines and all that. But this is the difference between someone buying the team as an investment and as someone that looks to run it mm-hmm. versus, for lack of a better phrase, fans with money buying a team that just that, that pull all their assets together and say, we're just excited to be here. This there was a different tone between this, between the Barraway press conference, between the Ice Arizona press conferences. There were significant difference in tone, and I think the biggest difference is because this is a long term investment with someone that has the money to then put back into the team and to kind of get this team where it needs to go. Versus we just got over the finish line and we're really happy to be here. Right. I Here's just, the Bettman quote: okay. In terms of being able to come to the table to put together an arena arrangement that is suitable, he has the resources and the expertise to do it. 
Now, and this is part of the caveat here because Bettman is Bettman's a realist. He's, he's not hiding from this. At some point, it's going to be clear whether or not the goal can be accomplished. But this isn't a 60-minute game played on a clock. I know Alex will pursue all the options and we'll consult with each other and we'll figure out what, if anything, makes sense. But I believe in the market. I think Arizona is a wonderful place for NHL hockey and hockey at all levels. There's a committed fan base, and in the final analysis, it's a vibrant market that knows major league sports. Alex is a guy who is committed to making this team a success. It's just, it's, there's a lot in there. I mean, I don't think anybody should question whether or not Gary Bettman believes of in all this people. market. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they would not be here if not for Gary Bettman. They, and, and look, each of the owners they've had over the last 10 years has played a part in keeping them here, too, whether they were you know, as qualified as the next one or not. Yeah. If you didn't have them, they wouldn't be here for Alex Arizona by the team. Definitely yes. played a major role in keeping the team here. Definitely. But even like with a guy like Austin Matthews, I mean, we've had it just completely shoved down our throats. Austin Matthews, you know, he's from Arizona, blah, blah, blah. Well, but he would not have played hockey if the Coyotes were not here. I mean, mm-hmm. that that is that the reason that keeps getting brought up is because that's the personification of what Gary Bettman and the, the NHL front office season having a team in this market. And I also think it's important to realize when, when Bettman is talking, he has to understand that he's also negotiating. And Always. You, you cannot yep. give away leverage. So he's not going to say, even if in, in his mind, he's like, okay, well, we're, we're looking at a window of five to ten years to figure something out. He's never going to say that. No, Why would you ever give that leverage away? But Alex Morello left open the possibility of them staying in Glendale today, if you listen to his words, yeah. whether it's here or someplace in the Valley. Yeah. Someplace else in the Valley. I, it, I'm encouraged by the fact that, A, this uh, – when did you – you originally broke the story, right, Craig? And it was yes. like June 10th. Okay. Yes. Wow. Look at that. I remember to the date. Oh, wow. Uh, and now here we are on August 1st, and it's done. Mm-hmm. How many – how many times over the last 10 years have we heard, like, hey, this guy might buy the team, and then, like, a year and a half later, oh, yeah, no, he doesn't have the money. They didn't even sit down with this guy. They didn't meet with him for the first time until late March. That's how quickly this came together. Yeah. Far cry from the Greg Jamison, Matthew Holsizer, yes. Darren Pastor, <laughs> et cetera, days of nobody having the actual money in the end to, to buy the team. And I just don't think a guy that's this successful in business takes... I know he wants to own a sports team. I know he said a few times today, every kid either wants to play sports or own the team when, when you're growing up. But I don't think a guy like that, who's had who's used to succeeding with all mm-hmm. these different types of businesses, buys a team if he thinks it's going to fail. No, he cited, you know, he talked about his casino in Reno and everyone that, when he, when he went into that venture, everyone told him he'd fail. And that casino was losing, interestingly enough, $30 million a year. Does that sound familiar? Oddly, mm, yeah. yeah. And everyone told him he wouldn't succeed. And now, at, you know, I haven't looked into it. We'd have to, to verify this, of course. But he said it's the most successful casino in Reno now. And he's eight years in. So I was told the same thing when I brought my first casino in Reno. I was told by the mayor. I was told by four casino owners. I would never make it work. The property was losing $30 million a year. And I wouldn't last a year. They were all wrong. I've been there eight years, and I had the most profitable casino of, of, of Reno. You should come see it. No difference. Look, rich guys don't make their money by losing money. It's as simple as that. And Usually. they don't like losing money. I uh, am I'm intrigued by the idea of untapped markets when I look at this guy. The gaming one is one we already brought up, but the other one is the Latino community. He did part of his introductory speech in... Spanish, and then he answered a question in Spanish as well. 
a good portion of the state, I think it's 29% is by official statistics, so a, roughly one-third of the state is, is Spanish-speaking yeah. or as first language. Yeah. And, and it's important That's to an ha- untapped market. It's important yeah. to have somebody in that community because, you know, I, I, you just can't have a panel of a bunch of people, the white guys that look like me, up there telling everybody. Well, there's not a lot of white guys that look like that. <laughs> there's just not a lot of guys but, that look but, like But you. just saying that, oh, yeah, we want to be more diverse. We want to tap in these communities. Because a lot of times it's just said just to say things. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's buzzwords. It's nice. You need somebody that actually not only cares but can communicate and understands, okay, what's the best way to attack this community? What is the interest? What, and to do it in an organic way, not the, well, we need to get our numbers up in this demographic, so let's just – do what we can. Yeah, that, he's like he's emotionally That doesn't work invested. because it's fake, and people yeah. know it's fake, exactly. and they can see it's fake, and it does. It can't be fake. Yeah, I, and I don't think it will be. I mean, now, if it, he's going down that path, and because he, he brought it up a couple of times, he's like, it, "This is a little bit tougher being the first Hispanic owner in the NHL." That yeah. brings, and somebody asked him to clarify it. And I don't know. The way I heard it was just there is more responsibility slash pressure. Because if, if he were to, to mess up, I guess people could point and be like, look, see, that didn't work yeah, or whatever. he's the face of it right now. Yeah. There are no other examples. So I, I get that. There's a lot of pressure on him. And, and I also think it's important to state that the Latino community is incredibly diverse. We're talking yes. about how many different nations and, and different interests and cultures. So you can't just throw a blanket over it and say, oh, he'll, he'll reach out to the Latino community. It's far more complex than that. He's Cuban-American. That's far different than Mexican-American. Yeah. Absolutely. But – he speaks the language, and that's that's a starting point. It's it's a start, and that's that's important. Again, it, it's depending on where you are. Where in Arizona, there tends to be a higher volume of people of Mexican descent. In Florida, it's Cuban descent. In New York, it's Puerto Rican descent, and it's just as the majority. So, like Craig is saying, it's not just uh, that. That's why it's so important to have somebody in that community that doesn't think, oh, well, they're all the same, because <laughs> we see it happen so often. It's just it's so just and not just in sports, just in life. We see these blanket statements made about we want to be more diverse. We want to tap into this community mm-hmm. with no real knowledge, research, or actual care given to what that means. And I think that won't be the case with Alex Morello. Look, I, I love hockey. I love the NHL. It is severely lacking in diversity. Yeah. That, I mean, that might be an understatement. And I don't even know that it's necessarily anybody's fault specifically other than they need they need some people with unique perspectives, it's and that, he definitely has a unique perspective. And they need programs to make it cheaper to play. the The, the barrier yeah, of entry, the barrier broadcast. of entry into hockey, mm-hmm. is so much greater than it is for any other sport, which is a main reason why the demographics currently look like they do. And I, I mean, you don't have the most talented athletes all playing hockey because what ninety percent of them can't afford to play growing up. So. No, I mean again. How much does it cost to play soccer growing up, or to play football growing up, basketball. or basketball? Basketball costs Base- like nineteen dollars to ba- buy a ball. Baseball could be a, a little bit up there, but it's the still not the same. Expensive. That's true. And, and you by can the, play without those shoes. Well. Oh, and oh, and by the way, even like a sport like baseball, you are buying bats and gloves. You're not buying a playing surface. That's you can that's go find a field you. anywhere in town for free. That's what gets you in hockey. And, and I, look, if you live in Minnesota or whatever, or Canada, it, it, that doesn't get you. But even in Seattle, growing up for me, it would cost so much more than you would ever expect. Just you had to pay an ice fee, right. not even mm-hmm. a travel fee. Just a we're going to play our games on ice. Like yeah, you're an ice hockey team. Shouldn't that be included in the cost? So that I mean, there's there are people within the league now working aggressively on that yeah it's a major problem across the board but especially in a place that doesn't have natural climate for hockey like arizona yeah i just i i I really i feel like he has a unique personality and if you are going to have a unique personality this is a pretty good team for you to to own they need unique yes they need to be unique in this market in so many ways i mean you could tell he's going to be fired up on game days and this market's up for grabs 
The Cardinals suck. The D-backs traded their best player, their two best players away in the last two years. The Suns, lol. This market is up for grabs, and 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 it's gonna it, both on in terms of on the ice and in terms of headlines. Like you can capture a market with goodwill behind the scenes and good play on the ice. You could take over a pretty darn big sports and media market in very short order here. If you execute properly both on and off the ice. Yeah, I don't think you'd ever permanently take it away from the Suns if the Suns ever get good again because they've been here for 50-plus years. And you can never permanently take it away from an NFL team. But you can definitely carve out a much bigger piece of the pie. And for the next year or two or however long it takes for, I would say the Cardinals are going to be good again before the Suns. But before those teams get good, if the Coyotes are a playoff team this year and the other teams all struggle and the Coyotes are a playoff team again the following year and there's already buzz around here because they added Phil Kessel and because they have a billionaire owner. Even if you don't follow hockey closely, you know Phil Kessel's a big deal around the league and you hear the word billionaire. And we were talking about it off the air. I mean, it's not like every professional sports team owner has billions of dollars. That's no. that's not a prerequisite. That's extra. And his, I don't know what his actual net worth is, but it's you've seen some of the estimates up to as high as $16 billion. It's insane. That's I it's mean, insane. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's... It's a long time coming. And I don't, it's such a long time coming. I don't know. Did I read? Craig, you were here or there. Uh, did You were somewhere. <laughs> I don't know what Jamie was doing. Um, it, it sure sounded like he was alluding to he signed off on the Kessel trade, yes. didn't it? Yeah, I mean, He didn't say it, but he alluded to it. Yeah, and I think John, actually, that John Chaika alluded to that earlier when they made the trade. He talked about him being consulted on it in the uh, conference call. So, yeah, yeah. It, it was nice to hear it coming from him as well, but yeah. He, he signed off on a couple things. I, I'm assuming he signed off on Soderbergh, too. Yeah. Because he knew at that point he was coming in. This is impressive. The listeners can't see it, but I'm watching the levels to try and figure out what the problem is. And I just watched Craig do basically a complete 360 around the microphone and never actually be in front of the microphone. <laughs> like, you have gone everywhere. <laughs> You're not liking my levels? <laughs> well, no, they're not there. They're, Jackie's going to be louder than okay. you. Jamie, do you have anything? I have nothing else to add. Oh, that's a shame. Jamie's totally squirming. Want me to move the mic? the mic? Make that horrible sound? Uh, yeah. That's fine. Let me if, do that. if you need to make that one adjustment, that. you could pull it across that? the table. While Craig's doing that, like the point, the that point sound? that you made about look, okay. you're there. Hey, <laughs> hey, Craig. The point you, you made about that you're never yes, you're never going to usurp the Suns and Cardinals when they're both good in this market. But there are wandering eyeballs for sports fans right now <laughs> in Arizona. Hmm. Grab some of them while you can, and some of them will stick around even when the other teams are good. You can like more than one sports that, team, I that's hear. That's the thing. You can like more than one team. And again, what? There, are, there may be two Cardinals games a year that coincide exactly with Coyotes dates in if terms that. of home games? Yeah. If that. I, I mean, got nothing so, else. Craig moved the mic After the wandering eyeball. <laughs> That's true. That kind of, that kind of derailed in, uh, every Wandering day. eyeballs and grabbing. Uh, after <laughs> yeah, that, I just I felt know. uncomfortable yeah. talking to Jamie. Okay, I'm glad you're not the only one then. Um, <laughs> anything else on the Coyotes? Hockey season starts in 63 days, I think. I know. Wow, all, you've been counting. It's all happening. Yeah, are you checking it off on your calendar each uh, day? Just mentally. I know I know what the number is. We, Somebody we, told we, me 66 days. It's all happening now. So there's there's an NFL preseason game tonight. We're, we're two months away from hockey. We had something with pumpkin in it. Like, it's already fall. That's true. Fall's already happening. Fall. It's only 197 degrees outside. I didn't really taste much of the lemon, did you? No, that's on you guys. Would have been good. No. <laughs> what, explain so, what so Craig, to that, Craig was nice enough to bring a trio of pastries uh, in, into the studio that we were. You can keep talking. I can't. Jackie's no, because if I talk over Jackie, you're never going to get those levels up. No, don't worry, Jackie will be there. Hey, how do my levels look now? 
Good. I just don't like to give away athletic content on this podcast, so I didn't want to talk about the Coyotes. <laughs> now I'm here. <laughs> now that we're going to talk about the Minnesota Wild, you're yeah, back. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, um, go ahead and explain what you... Well, I was just saying, oh, that you took too much of the lemon cake? I... I it, so Craig, Pretty easy explanation, isn't it? So there, there, there's three of us, three pastries. We're going to split them in thirds. This is slander, but go ahead. Luke took half of this pumpkin pastry and no, half this lemon pastry. Not, the pumpkin, I don't even really like pumpkin. I took. And like you a took sliver. half of it? No, I didn't. I, you just I wasted? I will tell you. I, no, I ate it. I took probably about half the lemon because Craig brought them in. He's like, I have three. We could either just each have one or we can split them up. He was being nice. And so as I was cutting mine because Jamie was just going to bite into them, so I decided to cut before he, he did you that. You ripped a piece of scone, put it in your mouth, nope. and then reach back in for the blueberry nope, that's scone. that's not accurate. I, do, I will not that's hear not, this. That's, I used a knife. No, I was dainty. Not, I, I used a knife. Saliva and that, really did. That's, you, <laughs> that part of the scone <laughs> fell off, and I picked it up and ate uh, it. Was, and, then, and then what did you do with the hand afterward? Uh, it went never, right back in. No, it never touched the rest of the scone. Not a likely story. No, it, what? <laughs> you guys, as I was doing that, you guys were like, what are you, a germaphobe? You won't touch the food? And then I yeah, still and then don't touch the spit on your food. hands. <laughs> I should have just licked all the food next time. Well, you oh, sort of tasted like you did. Yeah. There, now we have levels. The blueberry scone, anyway. <laughs> anyway, so what happened? Did you eat mint today? What had happened was? I took, <laughs> I took half the lemon and said as I was doing it, I'm going to take more of the lemon and less of the pumpkin. So if I just say, when I go like, I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to rob this bank, it's, just, it's okay then? Nobody protested when I said it. If you said you were going to do that and somebody's like, no, you shouldn't rob that bank because it's a felony, then it's on you. Oh, I think okay. we were just stunned. Yeah. Just the audacity. Yeah. Uh, oh, but at least you helped with the show notes and brought coffee. I, I, I was going to bring coffee, then we did the show at midnight. It's at 7.39. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. It's earlier than I thought. It's dark. It's, we literally decided to do the show like an hour and a half earlier than before. Yeah. Um, That's okay. Can we transition to Minnesota? Sure. Why, they're way less interesting. Don't. Let's talk more about scones. Week. I don't know. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> could, <laughs> they could get more interesting soon. Oh, yeah. If they make one higher. We are so hoping I'm that all on board There's for no it. way the Minnesota Wild are hiring Peter Chiarelli, is there? I mean, I, there is a way. I, is there, <laughs> there a way? There is. I hope so. He's actually so. been linked. Percent chance that would actually happen. Like, I would Not put it 10. under one. Okay. I, I can't believe it would happen. I, I would be shocked. But, but as I said to you guys off the air, I want it to happen so we can have Mike Rousseau on the show just to hear his head explode. <laughs> We won't it even would. have to ask anything. It's Mike, so good. Hey, Mike, go. <laughs> We'd have to edit a lot of what he said. Um, so, By the way, Peter Shirelli has interviewed for the job. It's so good. It's so good. I need Why it. Why even have him in for I an interview? I get, if, unless you want to set the bar really low and go, okay, well, the next person that comes in will definitely be better. <laughs> Ron Hextall and Peter Shirelli. Boy, that's if Hextall doesn't win that, he may want to consider a different line of work. Chiarelli, though, here's the thing: he must be good in interviews, right? Because he has gotten more. Must be good somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Pictures. (laughs) Him and and Eli Manning. I don't know what what conference they went to to convince people that they're that they can keep their jobs. Eli was on the field when two Super Bowls were won. At least he he was on the field for them. Yes, Yes, I phrased that a certain way for a certain reason. (laughs) But I don't know what I mean. Peter Chiarelli was on the draft floor when Connor McDavid was drafted too. Let's play. The, let's play out the game then. Who on Minnesota would he trade away oh, to bring Adam question. Larson that's, to the that's Wild? A perfect question, actually. Um, I can't. I mean, no, wouldn't it be the reverse? The only... Would he trade like Matt Dumba for a third line winger? <laughs> I mean, he would play. He would deal from a position of strength, and that he would empty that position of strength and make it a weakness. I really hope he gets the job. For, I do too. As much as we have over the years talked about how Minnesota is kind of a, a more boring team, they would not be boring anymore. Yeah, I mean, they'd just be bad. 
Hmm. What does he have left to trade? On Minnesota? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Let's see. That's After Fenton, Fenton dealt away so much. There really I mean, you got much. some old guys that aren't yeah. getting traded. You got Jason Zucker, who, you know, maybe if he got traded at some point would have made a difference. Maybe uh, Ryan Donato turns into something amazing and right as he. And, I mean, there's nobody on the level of Taylor Hall, so it's tough. Or Tyler Sagan or any of these other guys really he's traded tough. away. That's probably why he won't get the job. He probably doesn't even want that job. No, Matt Dumba for Nikita Gusev. That's the one. That's the trade we need. He's going to redo it. He's like, no, 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 I got it. I'm not going to let Jersey do to me again. So now I'm going to trade them to defensemen this time. Get, get me a winger. Get another 97? Is that who you said? Oh, yes. I, was, yeah. that, was that yeah, a segue? Was that an intentional It wasn't, segue? but it can be. Yeah, it was by me intentional until well, you guys brought it up. So yeah. if something dumber than a team trying to hire Peter Shirelli to be their GM is what's going on with number 97. Okay. That's a transition for you. I have to. Um, I had already transitioned. Thanks for well, catching up. Congratulations. Just congratulate yourself. <laughs> uh, I like my transition better. I think the the more I think about this, the more I think the Oilers could are a legitimate playoff contender. But man, after seeing the comments from Oilers fans when that came up about how like this is a sacred number, you can't wear this. Nobody ever wore sixty six when Lemieux was playing or ninety nine when Gretzky was playing, and it's not even accurate. I don't think didn't somebody no, wear ninety nine when Gretzky yeah, was I don't playing? Think that's, that's not accurate. But also, but, they won something. Yeah. Yeah. I get that it's not McDavid's hey, fault. The Oilers won the draft lottery. I don't even care. It's a number. Get over it. I it's don't think number. McDavid cares. Shut up. And that number's been worn a lot before. I don't care what number. I don't care if someone wears Gretzky's number. It's not going to bother me. It's a number. Now, the league has retired it, so that's not going to happen. But kind of illegal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I it just, wouldn't bother me. I, I don't care. It's a number. We got a glimpse into what it's going to be like if the Oilers ever get good again. And that they were already kind of like trying to regulate and dictate on the internet what people could think of Gusev wearing a ninety-seven. Right there, what people could think. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was that's so, in vogue right now. Yeah. Interesting. So, do, do you want to let's play a guessing game? What are you no, doing over there? No, we're going to play a guessing game. Okay. Can you can you name the last two players to wear ninety-seven before Connor McDavid? Uh, Ronick. Yeah. He He's on the list, but no, not the last two. Okay. No. I can't. Probably not. Matt Gilroy oh, and Rusty Klesla. Oh, there you go. Rusty Klesla. With Columbus. I was going to say, he didn't wear it here. No. Asatikinen, Jeremy Roenick. Those are two good ones right there. Perledin, Perledin. I don't know. Brendan Perlini, is that what you're trying Somebody to say? in Colorado oh. in 09. <laughs> Somebody in, in future Stanley Cup champion, Colorado. The sacred number 97. Yeah. Yeah, this is stupid. I, this is just so dumb, I can't even comprehend it. Wait, Which is worse, the... Controversy over this or Paul Fenton's lizard quote? The lizard quote was great. Yeah. And I feel like... You should have got another another year just for that. Yeah. It was great? Yeah. Of all, I, I, of all ter- of the terribleness? I, I just looked at it and said, what? <laughs> That's why it was so we good. We all did. <laughs> it meant, made no sense. Why did they fire him now, though? Exactly after... Hey, why don't you just run the draft in free agency and yeah, then yeah, we'll Run the draft, sign Matt Zuccarello. Make some don't, lizard don't references. Don't trade for Phil Castle. Make some lizard references. <laughs> and then we'll get out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they were waiting for a reason to point to. And they're like, well, he's uh, he's hallucinating about reptiles, so we're going to go ahead and move on. Hey, well, look, there's Peter Chiarelli. Rousseau intimated that just nobody in that organization liked that guy. There was just bad blood everywhere. And maybe that's what it, what it was in the end. They're, it just came to a head so quickly. They, they just had to make a change. Wow. But it's just so bizarre after such a short period of time. And now they're interviewing Peter Chiarelli. But I tell you, though, looking wow. at, at Minnesota's uh, roster, that, totally. that should not be a playoff team. <laughs> they just jettisoned some good players last year. That's a bad team. 
like legit, not, not just not a, a boring team. team that's going to annoy me on on CNBC games to start the playoffs. Or just a legitimately the, bad no, team. they're not going to annoy you at all when the playoffs roll around. It's true, not with this lineup. Speaking of bad teams, how about those Ottawa Senators? Oh, the um, the, the it's funny because charitable the, donors of the league, the, the nuclear waste side of the NHL. The Ottawa Senators are now doing what everybody incorrectly blamed the Coyotes for doing for the last three years. That's a great point. Which is getting to the cap floor by not actually spending any money, but in their case, they're literally not actually spending any money. Can we back up for a moment? What did you just say? I, I thought I saw Matt walk by the window. <laughs> oh, okay. But it turns out he's not here this late, so I take it back. No, that is a great point, because people just saw the Coyotes taking on contracts, didn't look at the fact that they were getting legitimately decent players in those deals, and just decided, oh, they're just trying to get to the cap floor. People are still saying they're trying to get to the cap floor. They're up we're, against we're at the, the top, but they're at the ceiling. <laughs> but Ottawa is literally bailing teams like Toronto and Tampa Bay out. And I don't know what Ottawa's getting out of it. Nothing. They're not having to spend money. That's what they're getting out of it. Yeah. It's it's so obvious. It's depressing. It's. Remember there was talk of like, hey, maybe Eric Carlson will go back to Ottawa. He would have to play for free. I mean, now he. I believe right now they're even though I think they finally might have gotten to the floor cap wise, they're only spending like forty nine million dollars in salary for next year. Ottawa is. They actually have some decent young players that they're going to have to pay here in a couple of years. You mean that they're going to have to trade away? Well, that's the thing. I mean, if you're if you're an Ottawa fan, that was always my thing with, with the Coyotes or any team that, that was cash-strapped. It's nice to say was for the Coyotes. Now they have a billionaire owner. I'll just toss that out there again. But it was always, are you at least going to pay your own players when they develop? And we've already seen Ottawa kind of not do that. Yep. But they, but, can, uh, pay, they can pay Nikita Zaitsev. Woo! Anything to help Ryan Toronto. And they legally have to continue paying Bobby Ryan. Toronto and Tampa. Yeah. I mean, these are two cup contenders that I mean, had one problem. Yeah. And Ottawa solved it for them. It's like Ottawa just decided we're going to be so horrible, we're just going to be selfless and try and help everybody else. Like mm-hmm. We're just going to be nice to the rest of the world. How long can this keep going, though? Because there's, it's pretty obvious that their financial issues are massive and that they're not going to spend money. And their arena situation how do you awful. How do you avoid this becoming a Marlin situation? I don't know because they've run good players out of town. It's it's not like it's not like a team that like Florida for a while didn't really have any amazing players and there's not a lot of people at their games, but they didn't run guys out of town. Ottawa lost Eric Carlson and, and Mike Hoffman. There was other reasons for that, but they've had some good players that they've just basically said, "No, nah, we're just going to do the bare minimum, which and is going to get you last place." And why? What's what's the foundational problem in Ottawa? Ownership. Ownership. But they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, three still don't know how that happened. I told you, this, this has Marlon written all over ridiculous. it. ridiculous. Do you remember the uh, airmail pass? Yeah. Yeah. Carlson, it's just, yeah. It's the, the, the moment that stands out for me for that entire postseason. If future Chicago Blackhawks uh, head coach slash owner Chris Kunis doesn't score in double overtime, <laughs> Ottawa may have lost to Nashville and probably the most boring Stanley Cup ever. But still, they were that close. They went to double overtime of Game 7 in 2017, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really wasn't that long ago. And now, if relegation was an option, they would be in the AHL. Yeah. Mm. At best. Maybe the ECHL. Well, the they're having, they're, I mean, they're not that much above an AHL salary at the moment. Um, anybody going to sign Kevin Shattenkirk as he gets bought out? I don't know. Uh, he's not that old. No. He's 30? He's also not that good. No, yeah, he's, but, he's been... That's somebody like Edmonton should go after. <laughs> just wonder if a guy like that can come back. You know, so much of his issue was was injuries. He had an assortment of injuries. It, does he have a last gasp in him? I don't know. I, I mean, on a one-year deal? Yeah. If I'm, he's I'm, willing to sign that type of deal, why not? Cheap, it's why interesting not? you bring up Edmonton. I 
right-hand defenseman? I mean, uh, I, I might take a risk on him. I, if, I, if I'm that desperate and I have no room, yeah. and, and there's at least a possibility, I hear what you're saying, it's probably injuries, but there's at least a possibility he just wasn't cut out for New York, for playing yeah. in New York. Yeah. He doesn't have to be a top-pairing defenseman no. to, to have some value. What about Brent Seabrook? How do you feel about him in Chicago? Is he cut out to play in Chicago? Uh, he know, was. Um, <laughs> Brent Seabrook's still in the league? Nobody's still oh. paying him, are they? He wants to prove his worth. Oh, okay. Where's your bell? It's not, not, the, not the same, not, but not it's still... Not the same. But the look of really just uh, despair slash yeah, disappointment. I almost, almost can't even reach for the bell anymore. Yeah, you were just kind of... Incapacitated. Um, that's a better way to put it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good way. Um, yeah, good luck with Brent Seabrook this year. Thanks. You think Chicago's a playoff team? Nope. I think they're close. A lot of people are high on that team. You've always been high on the Blackhawks. Not last year. Mm. <laughs> no, not once I watched them play yeah. last year. What was the year they lost to the Coyotes, like 6-1, to one, and it looked like just like passing drills for the Coyotes? <laughs> was that, that was either last season, early last season or late the season before. Either way. I think it was late the season I before. think it was. And Chicago just looked like they weren't even on the ice. And occasionally Kane would get the puck and skate and then look around and nobody was with him. And he Sounds would just, about right. Yeah. But you don't have to worry about that now because you've got 70-point center Dylan Strom on that line. Let's set the over/under on Dylan Strom points. Oh, I saw. Oh, you mean like? Oh, you mean not? Yeah, set the number first. <laughs> I, w- I wish it was actually a vague. I would set it at. You can make any bet anywhere. I'm sure. Yeah, but I'd like, be able to find it in enough time. I would take the under in 55. I was going to say 56 and a half. So you're going to take, the, take under. the under. I, and I wasn't saying that's what he's going to get. I'm just setting the over/under. Who has more points this season, Dylan Strom or Nick Schmaltz? Assuming they both play the same amount yeah. of games. Strong's. I want to see who Nick Schmaltz plays That's with. That's the thing. Strong's I know who Dylan Strong's going to play with. If kind he's going to play with Kane and Debrinkat or either well, one of them. going to play with Kane. But, well, I mean, you know how lines change. I'll, but he's going to play with Debrinkat. I would but. say this, I think Nick Schmaltz will have more points per game. I want to factor an injury. You're going to have him injured again? Every, I, am I going to not have, am I have injury optimism with the Coyotes? <sighs> All right. Apparently they can't get through an offseason without getting hurt. So. Note, Craig did manage to drink right into the mic. That yeah. was, uh, uh, at least we need Burger King. play by the rules here. I do what I want. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's you. Matt yeah. Lehman pointed that out to me today, that did I do what I want. Yeah. Was he sure. saying it as a compliment? He was asking why. I feel oh. I can do what I want. Hmm. Might be age. Like, who are you? Is that what he was saying? Yeah. Who do you think, do you, think you, you are? are? Yeah, who do you think you are? <laughs> that's why I am. That's why Matt's seat is empty and cold tonight. That's, uh, we should just, just like his soul. We should, <laughs> we should turn it over. <laughs> Um, let's see what else is in Craig's notes. Well, we haven't talked about Andre Vasilevsky, who no, is we, also a billionaire now. No, we haven't. How do you feel about this? Specifically, the term. I mean, the the price mm, might look better down the road. But how do you feel about this term? I don't love it. <laughs> look, I, I know. No, I, I guess. I guess a lot of it comes down to how much do you feel is the system, and how much do you feel is Vasilevsky. That's why I don't love it. I know people are going to look at the number and be like, "Oh, that's too much," and then the counter as well. But okay, but he's their goalie; they have to pay him, or he's going to leave. I don't think if you're Tampa, you need a great goalie. I'm not even sure he is a great goalie. I think he's a very good goalie. That's kind of where I fall too. I think he's very good, but the system around him makes him look great. So, do you want what is it? Eight years at seventy six million? I mean, nine point five million a year. That's a that's a lot. I mean, that's what you, I mean, that's what's going for now. You get, it you doesn't pay, even I'll, kick in until twenty 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 one. So, yeah, I mean, but well, you're so, counting so on a year decade of excellence from Andre Vasilevsky. Starting now. Starting now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Starting now. I well, he's, starting he's got eight year. years. Yeah, so yeah. So, last year. 
how many goalies can you think of that have had that sort of run of sustained success? I mean, the currently? first name is Lundqvist that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, Craig, you brought before the show Pecorine. Yeah, I brought Carey him Price. up. You That's did, sorry. Yes. Carey sorry. Price was the name I brought I actually, up. <laughs> I brought him up and you both said, wow, we didn't even think of that one. And then we got on the air and Jamie's like, uh, let's see. I thought of Lundqvist and Craig thought of Rene and Luke wasn't here. Luke is stealing our food. <laughs> well, I mean. Jonathan Quick maybe comes to mind. He had a good run, yeah. for, but not so much anymore. Definitely not anymore. I he feel like he had a five-year like, great run and then just kind of. Eh. Yeah. Then, then the LA Kings put out that cocky tweet and all it was all downhill from there. Yeah. Are, Are we missing signed? somebody? Are we missing somebody obvious or do and we, we have to go yeah. back? Are you like, saying like current or like yeah. within the last year? I, mean, I don't think so. We, I mean, we are. How often does it happen? Bobrovsky, it hasn't been 10 years. And there's, there were a couple, you know, there was a whole Philadelphia stuff that happened. Um, I don't... L- Lundquist and Rene are always the first two to come to mind, yeah. just because they have consistently been in Vezina contention. It feels like every... It feels like every year at least one of them is, and sometimes both of them. Um, I mean, no, no, not really. Roberto Luongo was good for a while. Tuka yeah, Rask but, was good for a while. Yeah, but not for that long. And, and I don't know that you would say either one of them was ever, like, great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to come up with many. Flurry, regular season. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, regular yeah, season I mean, regu- yeah, regular yeah. season numbers. I mean, we can, we can't talk about Vasilevsky's postseason numbers. No, right? We're not. I mean, <laughs> hmm. so maybe maybe Flurry. Yeah, uh, but I mean that's. But that's I, mean, I, mean, I, w- that's, I so, wouldn't put him on the level of Rene and put this way, somebody that would be worth making. Approximately, I know numbers have gone up, but what this contract was worth over the years. Rene, Lundquist, Price, Flurry. That's about it. That's four? Yeah. So you're counting on him being in that stratosphere. And he hasn't he hasn't proven over nearly long enough. And, and again, I think I think a lot of the contracts that you're seeing now in the NHL are betting on future success rather than what they've done in the past. That's the new wave, especially with the younger players, right? You have to, to an extent, and that's we're still sorting out the market for RFAs. But have you seen enough from him to, to commit that kind of money? I don't know. I don't know. If you could guarantee me the team around him would be this good for the next nine years, eight years, then, yeah, I think he'll be fine. Well, I, I don't think he's going to drop off. giving him $10 million. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, you're, that's Nine and a, half, a good chunk of your salary cap. It, it's Again, so it's— goalie on a team yeah. that's not built around goaltending. I, I just—that's uh, the thing for me. Like, I, I just—I don't know— I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a good goaltender. I'm just saying I don't know how much he is boosted by the system. I and just by the lack of high danger shots and the, how quickly they get up on opponents, like I just—he didn't even make the all natty hattie. The question is, do I think he's how just, often they have the puck? Just pure talent <laughs> you know? level. If I were start, to take take contracts out of the equation, just pure talent level, I have to at the first pick of my new franchise, I have to pick a goaltender, and I have any option in the league. Would he be one of the first three guys I pick? I don't know. No, I mean he'd be, probably be close, but we don't. But again, we don't know because of the team he plays for. And then also, I think that you you should pay. I mean, how many times have we heard John Chayka say you pay for the premium positions, right? But I also think at a certain point you need to pay for what your team is geared towards. And if you are built to win hockey games by scoring a lot of goals, you can't give a ton of your money to your goalie. It's like it's like an yeah. NFL team that's going to pass the ball a lot, giving all their money to their running back. A couple things there. I, 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 I know he, uh, John Chayka believes that goaltending is a. A premium position, yeah, but I don't. I we haven't seen a maybe maybe he hasn't had the opportunity yet to spend on a goaltender like that, where you have a guy coming up for a contract and you have to make that decision. But the Coyotes try but to win I, with goaltending first. They do, Tampa doesn't. But the other thing to consider here, and and I don't know if this is going to come back to bite Tampa 
in this regard as well is the NHL is moving toward a two-goalie system. Do you really want to commit that much money to one guy when you probably need to play another guy 35-plus games? That, that's a great point. Because I, I do wonder if we're going to shift to two goalies just being the norm soon. At some point and, and, in the next decade? <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. When you're talking I mean, about a contract. It's happening system, now. Yeah. Yeah. It's happening so now. It's absolutely. Like, it's something you have to worry about. But like, it, What is the 2025 NHL going to look like? If somebody's that? like, no, you guys, you're, you're, you're looking too far down the line. It's like, well, he signed forever yeah. now. This is like a Rick DiPietro contract. And there may be guys that can still play that number of games. They're becoming less and less, but there may be still guys that can play that number of games. Maybe he's one of them, but clearly that's what they're banking on because that's a lot to tie up and a long time to tie up a guy yeah. with that kind of money. What was Louis Domingue's record last year? Uh, I mean, Louis they, they won games They're, they're dying Domingue. to move Louis Domingue. The, Louis Domingue was 21. They have like 17 goalies, though, so... Yeah. He was twenty one and five last year. He's on Tampa. <laughs> exactly. Which is I think is the the prevailing thought you're trying to make. Yes, the like, very clear point I'm trying to make good. that you guys are missing. They won twenty one out of twenty six games with Louis Domingue and felt the need to drop nine and a half million on a goalie for now, granted, sometimes watching Louis Domingue makes you think we should pay the next goalie that walks through this door nine and a half million dollars per year for eight years. But if you can win twenty one out of twenty six games with Louis, you probably could have found a above-average goalie that's not great three years from now if you had to or something. That team could win with... I, who's the definition of a league-average goalie? But in, in the regular season you're talking about, right? Well, yeah. they can't win in the playoffs anyway. That's so true. Right? That's not going to matter. <laughs> like, that team could win with Cam Ward. Not really. That was just a Blackhawks reference. No, to get the, out there for, Cam Ward is I can't, not can you, By the way, how many goalies do they have on their roster right now? I, I meant to open up Tampa Bay's roster. Because uh, they have uh, well, a they have lot Vasilevsky, of goalies. Vasilevsky, Condon. Condon, Domingue. Yeah. They have a lot of goalies. I, I can't remember who it was that brought this up on Twitter, brought Wedgwood. up the idea that they're keeping all these goalies so that they can harvest their parts <laughs> to replace Vasilevsky's. <laughs> it was wow. a great tweet. That's, I wish I could remember who it was. That's, that's aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Spencer Martin, too. Yeah, they got a lot of goalies. It's ridiculous. They're, they're desperately trying to move Louis Domingue, which tells you how they feel about him, right? We don't want him as our backup on this team. Yeah, but it's the whole point is, as bad as he is, you'll still win in Tampa with, with Louis Domingue, who, I don't know, if you, ranked, if you ranked 50 goalies in the NHL, he would be where? Pretty close to 50. Close to 50, yeah. Yeah. And Vasilevsky's probably top five. He's probably, I don't yeah. know, I mean, however you want to measure it, it's going to be different, but he's in that range. I think you could win in Tampa with the 20th best goalie in the NHL, and you would not Philip have to Grubauer. pay Philip Grubauer. Yeah. Grubauer. <laughs> you have to say it like that, I'm sorry. Grubauer. Peter Morazic. I think you went with Peter Morazic. <laughs> In Tampa. Uh, maybe, yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Because in the postseason, they can't win with anybody. Yeah, stop thinking about the playoffs. I got talking about yeah. Tampa. Yeah, they're going yeah, to win 50 games. And Who's going to take Louis Domingue ranked uh, 35th in save percentage last season. It's higher than I would have thought. Yeah, it is, actually. I think that also says more. 908. <laughs> yeah. But that's below league average. Hmm. Uh, anything it's else? On a really good team. Bef- one of the best teams we've ever seen in yeah, the regular yes. season. In the regular season. Anything else on here before we go to the uh, listener questions? Well, I should. We should mention that other podcast, shouldn't we? Oh yeah, that's well, yes. also called the Nat. It's actually not no, it's the, not the anything. Me. Craig, it's called Natural Hattrick Podcast. Um, we became aware of this early this week. I became aware of this because of a text I got from Craig Morgan. Yeah, oh, I got okay. I got the text from Craig too. Okay, well, I was actually on I'm the ice. When glad I got to the know text. you guys are paying attention to our patents. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let me just tell our readers who are wondering how this has been resolved. They've been really nice about it. I think we've been really nice about it. Actually, I'm the only one who's done any work on this whatsoever. Craig knows not to turn it over to me. I'd ruin it. (laughs) I'd ruin everything. (laughs) Let's send Jamie over there. Somehow we're all going to jail and we lost our podcast. We followed them. They followed us back. Uh, Philip Van Reason, who's one of the people on that podcast, messaged me saying he, he was he's on vacation, but he's supposed to be back actually tomorrow, and they're going to come up with a different name. So he he was he was great about it, and he understood our concerns. So it's all been resolved amicably, which is good, and it benefits both sides here because if if there's two podcasts with the same name, people are going to talking about the same sport. Yeah, it's just yes. going to get all sorts of yes. confusing. But, but we're going to have them on our podcast at some point. Okay, so yes. when they change their name, we should probably yes. announce it. And we don't need to have uh, our listeners. If we most of you of our listeners did uh, swarm. Yeah, which was, I appreciate. Thank yes, you, and yes. we might need that at some yes. point in the future. So, but so be prepared cool. to you do that back again. Off of this we're good. One. <laughs> but in this I, case, yeah. you're good. Yeah, I think they're going with Hatchel Nat Trick Podcast. So does that work? Yeah, does that work for you guys? That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> Actually, he, he told me he's, he's looking at Natural Statric, which is also a website. That's so they not a problem there, too. That's but that's, yeah. We're not regulating yeah, that's else's problem. We're happy to pass the yeah. buck. <laughs> we're, not the, we're not Oilers fans here. We're not running I could have internet. just said, great idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you I should did. do it. I didn't, though, but yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that resolves. But we'll have them on at some point. Yeah. Look, they want to talk hockey. I'm not going to get mad that's at That's a good thing. Uh, okay, let's go through some of these questions, starting with Coach East Jack. What immediate organizational change would you like to see Mr. Morello make right off the bat? So, I mean, aside from chicken tenders in the press box? Yeah, hey. it's funny. I went to food immediately, too. <laughs> Earmuffs. I thought about food. There's a duck in here, okay? It's not a chicken. It's a duck. Not yeah, a chicken. But he he's a duck. Uh, it's a duck. It's his cousins. Oh, he's louder that way. Yeah. Okay. Peking. Yeah, yeah, we established. We yes. obviously, we, wait, hold That's on. We he's louder right. that way. We established this at Craig's house. Did you forget? No, no, it changed, though. His, it, it, has it was always louder from the back. Yeah, but not. It's just a certain angle. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't want to know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just answer some more. Just take a drink on the air, okay? That don't involve cooking a bird while okay. we have a guest in the studio. Or flipping the bird? I don't care if you flip the bird. Here, Jackie, sit over there. Okay. <laughs> He's going to work on that computer over there. Mm-hmm. Matt's computer. Yes. Who? <sighs> right. I, you know, you guys really didn't respond uh, encouragingly. To the photo I sent of both of you of Jackie driving my car. Well, that's because it was so unsafe. Yeah. I was horrified. He was fine. You know, I, I mean, I mean, things turned out okay. I'm but... not sure where you learned your parenting skills, but <laughs> online, you got some work to do. <laughs> YouTube, rear-facing car seat. I told you. Look at the size of him. You can't drive in a rear-facing car seat, Craig. That's reckless. Jackie could. Okay, yeah. well, that's probably true. Jackie should be riding in a rear-facing car seat, but you know. I- do you think we answer? Do what you want. With, I don't. Want, I don't back, want to tell you how to raise your kids. Hey, he's my duck. It's, yeah. That's true. It is your duck. Uh, back to the question. Uh, I mean, I think we kind of touched on that already. It, it's market saturation in other areas that you haven't tapped into already. Because mm-hmm. I, I think it's about growing the fan base, growing revenue streams. Because all of that leads to having more funds to spend on, on on the ice, having all the other stuff. It all comes back to that. And maybe on an arena. Yes. Hmm. Rev- create new revenue streams in yes. any way possible. Yes. That is what I, I think is going to be the biggest uh, difference, the biggest thing they need to do. Whatever the question was, I forgot. This it. isn't a listener question, but this is a text message I got from my wife who has been instructed to at least open my stories on The Athletic. <laughs> yeah, got to get the click. Maybe read a line or two. Maybe maybe get past the byline. <laughs> click, leave it open. She so help. Read. Yeah. We all so Craig's she sends too. me this. This is unsolicited, by the way. Okay. Hey, I just rated your story awesome. My response was, what was your favorite part? The byline? <laughs> <laughs> and she responds, 
Thank God the rating didn't ask for specifics. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, I love oh, the internet. So yeah. Uh, but we met her. She's very nice. She's yeah, extremely nice. Uh, and I know I can say that because she doesn't listen to the podcast. She either, can say whatever so. you want. Yeah, I, like, yep. I don't want Craig to listen to this part because I don't want him to get like, a big head, but he has a pretty nice family. He does. Yeah. I, I They're all very nice and respectful. Or, or I suspect at least that she made the food, but she left right as I got there and then you uh, took credit for it? actually combined on Yeah, that, they yeah. did. I was there the whole time. It was, okay. it was a tag team effort. Craig, how does it make you feel that Jamie's just lurking in your house, apparently? I was invited. Oh. I invited him over a half hour earlier, actually. Yeah. Oh, that's rude. Well, no, you invited me on time. (laughs) And Luke showed up a half hour later. (laughs) These are all semantics. Texted me creepily, I'm in your driveway. It's after you texted which, me if was, I was going to get there at some point. Which was still less creepy than, than than George Fowler DMing you, saying, where can I send this duck? No, no, no. No, that wasn't creepy. The picture of the front of Craig's house that yes. he sent him yes. with the box. Which is great. Which was fantastic. At least it wasn't from inside my house. That's, Next yeah, time. That's true. Yeah. Uh, don't get George, any ideas, George. Loyal Sif, what do you, who do you guys feel is your favorite draft pick to not play a pro game yet for the Coyotes? Let's take Hayton off the list because he is the most likely to succeed. Uh, I will go with Soderstrom, actually. Yeah. 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 I mean, also, it's pretty easy, other, actually. The other guys, most of them aren't either still with the organization or really have a shot to make. Well, I was hoping if I said Soderstrom, you guys would think creatively and come up with other names. So hold oh, on. is that how this works? We have to come up with other names. Yeah, you get to go first, yeah, and, well, yeah. and we get the scraps. I mean, apparently that's not how it works. It's, it's yeah. obviously how like, it works. how it worked with the food. That's how lemon pound cake worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any more of that, by the way? I don't. Oh, we, we would have you if you didn't take it all. Yeah, I'm sure it would still be over there. Okay, here's another name. I can throw another name then, if you want to throw another name. I'm How about in Ivan Prozvitov? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. call. That's the one. That's a good call. Yeah. See see what happens, Jamie, when you think outside the box? Is that what happens? <laughs> I don't know. What, what happens exactly? <laughs> um, that's a fair question. <laughs> hmm. Hold hmm. on. I'm reading through these for the first time. So uh, I just see a giant. I like pu- the show notes. I just see a giant puck with the phrase "nonlinear progression" on it. Where's so. your duck? And sewer fights are also on there as well. Oh, it's a logo. It's a oh, it's a logo. logo. Oh yeah. How, what's our progress on that? By the way, on um, uh, mm-hmm, our mm-hmm, our mm-hmm. shirts that you were hold on. on. This is what I think we should do. Okay, just okay. take oh, a second here. Let's let's make our, our let's make all of our to do lists. Okay, because I think this is good. It's the middle of summer. Summer. Uh, okay. I have mine. Do show notes. Buy coffee. Buy food. What's on yours? Shirts. Edit this podcast. How's that working out for you? Post this podcast. Okay. Uh, put the drops in for this podcast from the press conference. Mm-hmm. Um, new logo. Okay, these are all mine. And now Jamie. Jamie, what do you got over there? Uh, my personality. <laughs> <laughs> and you're failing at that. <laughs> anyway, Eldon wrote in, I made you a t-shirt design. Now get those things into production. What are you waiting for? <laughs> we, yeah, we got to do it That's at some fair. point. We're going question. to do it. It's August. It's a fair no, question. We, we what are you waiting it. for? Um, it is August. We have to do it. Greg, uh, did Luke get the items he was sent to keep Jackie company? Asking for a friend. I did, Greg, and thank you. Uh, these guys have not seen them yet. No, I'm, I'm excited. But they were sent to the station, so other people from around the station saw them because it was before my other show one night. And were they people, confused? Yeah, they were. Not, not a lot of ducks get sent to the studio just because. And, and there was a little like igloo full of penguins in there, too. I love that. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited. Are we going to bring them next week? Yes. The whole family? They're in my car. But Do you know you left right your now. children in a hot car? It's not hot. Do you not watch the news? <laughs> No, actually, I don't. Um, why are you guys pointing to each other? Uh, it's, all your offenses in parenting seem to come when you're driving. We've just noticed yeah. this. It's a trend. It's a pattern. Jackie's the most well-behaved duck you're ever going to find. No, out of fear. What if yeah. this is the first time somebody's listened to our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the last. Well, this will be the last. Go listen to the other natural hat trick. Uh, Greg just also sent us a note that just said Chiarelli in all caps. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Our brand is strong. Oh, wow, this is a tough one from Dangle Snipe Belly. You can add any one current player to the Coyotes roster, but they can't have been a finalist for an award in the last three years. Who is it? Man, I meant to research this and I forgot. Um, has Drysidel been a finalist for any awards? Ooh. I don't think he has. Okay, a good I don't think he has. I'll take it. He wasn't top three for the Calder, was he? How about Austin Matthews? Has he, oh, he's a Calder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, if you win an award, that yeah. makes you a finalist. Yeah, that does make you a finalist, doesn't it? Yeah. That's a really good and a great a answer really by me. Good I question to to jump on the uh, Drysidel. Thank you, <laughs> Jackie. Did you hear that? Mm. <laughs> you hear how they talk about your dad? Hmm. That's a, that's a good one. I, I'm going to see if I can find. That was a really good one. Drysdale would be the first one I'd look at to see. Yeah, I don't I know. I took him. He's on my team. It's fine. We're in that territory again where we actually have to come up with different answers than Luke, apparently. I, I know that there's more than one player in the NHL. Luke makes all the rules, Jamie. It's true. Yeah, that was on my to-do list, too. Make all the rules. I guess I should open the pen. What about John Tavares? Has he been I thought you hated him. Yeah, he was a Hart Trophy <laughs> finalist. In, th- in the last three years? Uh, was that the caveat? It wasn't ever, right? Major awards? three years. Major awards? <laughs> What kind of awards are you looking at? Like best know. spaghetti? I mean, like how... Mark Shifley? When was Mark Shifley last? What are we talking about? Like, what, what's what, how many awards? Which awards? any of them count? Any, do any of them. Mark Shifley. Mark, Mark Shifley is a good one. Was he been nominated for anything? Was he been nominated? Was he been? <laughs> uh, what a good question. That's grammatically horrible. Does Lady <laughs> Bing count? Or was he? Do we yeah, rule Lady out Lady Bing. Bing? Lady Bing counts. Come on. Hey, don't blame me. Blame Dangle, Snipe, and Belly. I was going to go with Barkoff, but. Weren't those the Rice Krispie tree Lady guys? Bing he won the Lady so, Bing. So to, again, Lady Bing is so we have stupid. To, we have to look this up. It's a dumb award. But that's what they. But you know full well that they give that to a, a player that deserves an award, and they can't find another award for him. That's why Barkov got it. Because yeah, that but you got to have very few penalty minutes, and that's the only yeah. thing they. You know, he's cussing out the rest behind his back. So that's what we got to find out. So what? Apparently, gentlemanly. Barkov had to be a Tavares. Calder finalist too, didn't he? Might have been. Hey, yeah. the last three years? It's not in the last three years. Nope. No, but I do want a Shifley? list of all the Calder finalists sent to me. Sean Monahan? Like, I mean, Jamie's still talking. I am. Yeah. Trying to think of names. Lucic? Well, you guys are naming awards. Okay. Moving on. Um, from Imagine Stealing Podcast Names, but in outer space. Oh, I changed his name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which GM can turn around Minnesota and how messy will that badly needed rebuild be? Uh, that could be a really messy rebuild. Yeah, I, they got a lot uh, of money tied up. They do, and they don't have a ton of awesome prospects, and I, they have a long way. I, I don't know if that's going to be an easy fix by any means. I know for a fact Peter Schiarelli will not be the one to fix them. <laughs> but he might be the one to get the job. He just won't be the one yeah. to fix them. Yeah, Parise and Suter are signed forever. I, I tend to think it's going to be two GMs from now before they get good again. Yeah, probably be That's kind of what I tend to, to think. Be a fall guy. Yeah. What other teams in the Western Conference are on a downward trajectory? Southern California. California. <laughs> are, are they, though, or have they already bottomed out? Well, I guess we'll find well, uh, out this season. That's true. I mean, LA and Anaheim are they're bad. terrible, and San Jose, I think, is on a downward trajectory. Yeah, San Jose's still a playoff team, but they're they're not heading in the right direction. But like Minnesota's not a playoff team, and they're still on the way down. And they're mm-hmm. boring, and they might hire Peter Shirelli. It's really a bad spot to be in. I mean, they're not Ottawa, but they're also not not Ottawa. What's Vancouver doing? Not, Is Vancouver not on an upward Nobody track? knows. Yeah, they're just they're yeah. holding steady six feet underwater. Well, they've yeah. got Besser and they've got Pedersen. I mean, they've, yeah. They're treading water. I think they're, no, I think Vancouver's on But the their up. nose and mouth are under the, the water line. Well, so that's not great. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. Um, they have a couple good players and they try to ruin it by signing bad players, particularly on their blue line. Well, yeah, they're never going to get too far because they will just go out and sign an anchor. That's true. Uh, Anaheim's better than seem sold on Quinn Hughes, too. Yeah, we agree. Um, Anaheim is better than LA. Yeah, 
I don't know that Anaheim's going to be terrible. They're not going to be. They're good. not going to be good, but I don't uh, know. We'll don't get know. into our. They're not relevant. Um, another one from Dangle Snipe Belly McKinnon Crosby McDavid fight one assist one on a goal and score a goal from one. Okay, so what are my three choices? McKinnon, Crosby, and McDavid. So basically, you set up one of their goals, you score a goal on a pass from them, and you fight one of them. Who do I want to fight in that group? I'm going to fight Sidney Crosby. I always go after people with a long list of head injuries. Um, I'm going to. Crosby's at least got some I'm going to pass. I'm just going to let Jamie answer this. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to score a goal from Connor McDavid, and I'm going to pass to Nate McKinnon. Because I want Nate McKinnon to have all the glory. Uh, that's become clear, even though you think Colorado has the worst team in hockey. I, I do not think they're a playoff team, this but I still a, love Nate McKinnon. You must be so conflicted that you hate the Colorado Avalanche, but you love Nate McKinnon. No, so, it's not that hard, actually. Okay. Are your playoff teams, like we talked about this before, I know, but are your playoff teams the same other than Arizona replacing Colorado? So, yeah. That's it. Okay. Hmm. I think Arizona, Chicago, and Edmonton. I do think Chicago and Edmonton are in the conversation. Edmonton's going to make a push because yeah. of Dave Tippett. And Connor McDavid, yeah, and Leon Draisaitl, Draisaitl. but you and, know they didn't do it last year with those two. And That's maybe they get, the again, difference is whatever they get from James Neal will be more than they got from Milan I bet Lucic. They'll get something from James Neal too. Over under seventeen goals from James Neal. Over, I will take the over. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to score twenty plus. Yeah, yeah. And and all they had to give up was getting rid of Milan Lucic. Maybe they should sign Chattenkirk. I, I, I when Luke said it, I think you take know, a that's, risk. that's the that makes a lot of sense. One year, one million. See what no, happens. It's not that much of a risk, even. If it doesn't work, you're just like, all right. Yeah. He can't be worse. On a one-year deal, it's, it's not a risk at all. Now, either goaltending might be a problem, but it might not matter if the puck never gets there. Uh, this is a question for Jamie and me. I don't know if Craig follows all these teams, but Adam wrote in, which Arizona team made the best move for their respective franchise this summer between acquiring Kessel, drafting Kyler Murray, signing Ricky Rubio, or trading Zach Granke for well, top prospects? Let's stop with the Ricky Rubio stuff. It's not even the same Well, he's just putting one from each team. I, I know. The Suns have to. No. So let's let's eliminate that. I mean, Ricky, Ricky Rubio's fine. Whatever. No, that, that's not a long-term move. Um, did he, did he include ownership in the Coyotes one? Because I think that's the big tiebreaker for me. Or is it just on ice? To be fair, he just... Like, if you're asking me who had the best offseason, I would say probably the Coyotes. But if you're just saying it's Kessel versus Kyler Murray, that's tough. I mean, getting a quarterback of the future, depending on what you feel about Kyler Murray. If he's um, the quarterback of the future, that's right? That's the thing. We don't know I, I, don't, I, don't, don't know. I don't know that yet. I, I'm not buying into the Kingsbury hype. Uh, I would like to see... My, I, li- yeah. I like when coaches you know, win in college. With Patrick Mahomes as yeah, their quarterback, it would be nice to see that'd some, be, that'd be some cool. level of success from the coach that you think is. It's it's tough to win more than five games when you have Patrick Mahomes though in that in college, so it's really tough. <laughs> uh, but so I'm not so. Uh, I, I think I'm going to go with Jamie's still talking. I've been reading through. All I know. The questions. I don't I even. I don't. I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> I think long term. We. I think we broke him. Who who sent this in? We should send it him might the be first the, shirt. It, it might be the, the litany of D backs moves. Might be best. How long did term. you get there? Okay. Long term, like we're yes. talking like five years down the line. We got some good prospects. Yeah, because I mean, I, I, again, I, I like Phil Kessel. I don't like him as much as most of the market does. And I think it's more of a short term impact, which I get. I understand why they're doing it. It's just, I don't think that, I don't think it gives them a better chance of winning a cup three to five years from now. Uh, Los Coyote Steve, does Gerard's, contra- Gerard's contract by Colorado instantly make Chikrin's deal much more favorable for AZ? Ooh, he spelled favorable with a U, too. Ooh, Canadian. Possibly Canadian. Man, I don't know. Are we talking perception or reality here? I mean, Jacob Chikrin has some some things to prove this season. He needs yes. to be healthy, though. That's that's the first thing. He's got to yeah. be healthy because we don't, we don't really have a sense of what he can be yet. Not only was he coming back from ACL surgery, but he dealt with tendonitis the whole season. So 
he was really limited, but they need to see more from him. But what the the Gerard extension says to me is, look, what Ch- what the Coyotes did with Chikrin last year, this is sort of where the NHL's going. And and they've taken a lot of criticism for this Chikrin yes. c- contract. And you're not paying attention to what's happening in the league, the way the market is shifting now with young players and how they're having to manage their rosters and, and the cap. This is what's happening now. We talked about this a lot a couple of weeks ago. This, this, this model is being used in baseball. Again, different contract structure, different amount of time you can, you can have rights to a player. But we are seeing this structure used elsewhere. I'm a, this, is, this is replacing those bridge deals from seven, eight years ago, yep. those, those two-year Deals like the ones that P.K. Subban signed in Montreal, those are dead. Those are dead and gone right now unless you're unsure of a player. Players that you think are going to be pretty darn good or key pieces of your future, you are locking up money ahead of time to save down the road because they're finding out that even if you have a bad player or you get a meh player, you can move them at $4 million, $5 million, five and a half. A you can't player. move them at seven and a half, eight, nine million. Uh, Los Coyotes, Steve, had a few questions. I'm just going to read a couple of them. Should the Coyotes consider dealing their 2020 first rounder for Chris Kreider? Uh, I would do that. I like Chris Kreider. I'm I'm intrigued by him. I, you got to make the money work, but I'm really intrigued by him. Maybe are the, the Rangers really going to trade him after all this? I don't, I don't think I, they're really going to do it. Well, they have more work to do. But do you want to give Do you want to give up your first rounder? No, and it's not because I want them to use it. It's because I think you can get more for it than Chris Kreider. Kreider. Well, what if it's like the 17th pick in the draft or something. But I'm just saying, if you, the idea of first-round picks always are worth more than the actual pick itself. And I think the, that if they could package that somewhere down the line, just having that option, they could get a better player, I think, than Chris Kreider. Hmm. I don't think Chris Kreider puts them over the top. And even in terms of being a, a clear-cut playoff team, I don't think Chris Kreider puts them over the top. I like Chris Kreider, but that I don't know. To me, there, there might be better options out there at some point, either in the offseason or at the deadline, to use that pick for. Um, to be fair, Los Coyotes Steve asked, should Arizona consider it? So my answer is still correct. Consider? Yes, sure. they should consider it. Uh, Bigfoot Hunter 76, so not the first 75 yeah. Bigfoot Hunters that we've had. I don't want to know what happened to them. This is a question probably geared more towards Craig. Top three worst airports in an NHL city. Currently on a four-hour layover in Houston and everything is wet and dirty. Should automatically disqualify the city of having a team. Now, this was sent yesterday, so, I mean, he might still be there. I got stuck for eight hours at the Houston airport once. It's not fun. Was it wet and dirty? It, it was dirty. Are we calling this week's episode wet and dirty? I no, really we're don't want not. To. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if that's fair for me because... You have a private jet? I fly with the team, so... That's true, yeah. But... He doesn't mingle with you people. LAX is awful. I hate LAX. Absolutely hate that airport. <laughs> he just said he wasn't going to have an opinion, and it just comes blasting in. Yeah. All right, LAX. Um, an- another demerit for Southern California hockey. Wow. Anything well, else? I'll... Whoa. O'Hare's a terrible Yeah, O'Hare sucks. South Bell. Terrible, terrible airport. What else do I hate in terms of airports? Hmm, (laughs) I got to think about this. This should be a segment on the show. What Craig hates. Airports Craig hates. What does Craig hate? Just a new thing each week, a new topic. I I could do that. That I could come up with each week. It'd be cool. It'd be something. Imagine doing something called the Lipinski list, for instance. Oh, I remember that. That's a good idea. Tell me more about that. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like Lapinski the list more. No? We did like three of those, remember? Yeah, we did. Yeah, I think I it's came up with all of them. <laughs> that was the ironic part. It's a pattern of it. here. Yeah. Another pattern. Uh, it's crazy. Well, J- Jamie was working on his uh, personality. Um, you've seen it needs a lot of attention. There's no way this is true. So Napoleon wrote in, I'm here for more Chiarelli slander. Please discuss. And has a headline that the Wild are... Uh, no, it's a joke. Did you, no, read well, the, did you read the full thing? Yeah, no, I know. Okay. But I'm just... I mean, we've gotten quite a few... Um, 
tweets about Chiarelli. He's we've talked about him enough now. Uh, so Friday, August second, he's going to be named GM. That's how this works in the show. We know this, right? Yes. Okay. Possibly tonight. Yeah. Uh, a few people have written in asking about Oliver and the dog. He's fine. Oh, he's fine. Yeah. He's good. It's all good. Four he's stitches. Seen him since then. Yeah. He's, he's fine. I've not seen him, but oh, I've seen him since then, and okay. Jamie saw him too. We went to Vegas for the award show. Okay. Yes. So. He was a finalist, so he's not somebody you yes. could add to the Coyotes, even though he's already on the Coyotes. Yeah, it happened earlier this summer. Yeah, he's, he's good. Yeah, he was fine. Uh, Jay wrote in more of a comment than question, but anytime I hear Luke on 98.7 live, I hope and pray he some, says something about a duck or a bell. One day it will happen and I will die happy. Wow. You do need to like put a few Easter eggs in your show. Like yeah. I know, what I need you to do is make sure you jeopardize your actual like real life career. You had me going, except you said what you need me to do. If yeah. you just said what I should do, I'd probably do it. I'll do it. At well, some I need point. you to not do it then. But it's not for James. Ooh, reverse, reverse <laughs> psychology. Mm. Um, <laughs> Rish, do you have faith that the Wild will hire a person not named Garth Snow or Peter Chiarelli to be their no, new GM? No, I do not have faith. Also, Shattenkirk buyout go. Well, we got to her uh, questions before we even read. We her didn't questions. discuss Garth Snow, but yeah, yeah. I, mean, I would rather have Garth Snow than Peter Chiarelli. Me too. Point. Although I really want them to hire Chiarelli. This is like our collective plea that they do that. I think that's it at least in terms of questions directly to the uh, post that Craig put out. I mean, there's other questions scattered throughout. But in the world? Did we get to George's question? No, you, like, sent that to me via carrier pigeon. Do you have that? Oh, Luke. Oh, you know what? Craig, don't put yourself out. I'll just I'll get my phone over it's here. It's troubling. Jamie, you just work Do on your like personality time? over there. Yeah. Okay. yeah. No, just work on your personality. Do you know what we're talking about, Jamie? No, I have no idea what you guys are talking Did you, about. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where this begins. All right, here is, here is George's question. Oh, okay. Boy. George, who... Sent the duck. Yeah. yeah. It's nice of you to respect him by asking his question. I'd love show. to, yeah. but I don't so. know where you sent it to. Like, <laughs> How many Craig long-term expensive contracts, Hosa or Seabrook, for example, worked out well for the team in the end? It's a good question, actually. Probably take some research, which we don't do around here. I, I would <laughs> just across sports, almost never. The least research, yeah. speak first. Go. Almost never, but again, you have to, quantif- <laughs> you have to quantify the reality of... Most of these deals are done to win in the first half, or sometimes right. even more, of those contracts, and they're not meant to be great deals nine, ten years down the road. Uh, but off the top of my head, I guess maybe Lundqvist. I mean, yeah. he's, he's been worthy of that value since he signed that deal. Since you're um, hoarding this question from us so we can't see it visually, well, Craig? Well, I, I feel, felt like you know, it was addressed basically to me since he mentioned two Blackhawks and no one else. Can you read the question again, though? Sure. How many long-term expensive contracts, Hosa or Seabrook, for example, mm. Yes, funny you should choose those two examples, George. They are two prime examples. Worked out well for the team in the end. I mean... I mean, Patrick Kane's deal's been fine. I mean, yeah, Sidney Crosby's deal's yeah, been fine. Getting yeah. Malkin's deal's been fine. Alexander Ovechkin's deal's been fine. And, and to be fair, the Blackhawks won two cups, uh, three cups with these guys. I don't okay? think Hosa so, was that bad. It's not his, you know. Yeah, I don't it, think you foresaw him becoming allergic, allergic to, to his equipment. His equipment right? When, when right. did they? When He'd did still they, be playing and helping like, them, by the way, if he were there. Yeah. When, Dave and, still misses And Vinny Hinestroza would not line. be on the Coyotes. When uh, when did Seabrook sign this extension? Was it no. after the most recent cup? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so it was. that one didn't work out. No, it was a terrible signing. Because that had nothing to do with them winning cups. Again, no, it. that had everything to do with Stan Bowman's mismanagement of the cap. And this, is where, and this is where it goes back to my philosophy, which is, and I said on the show a bunch before, it's not overpaying your stars to get you in trouble, it's overpaying that middle tier. And that's all, when, when you... Misevaluate players. He's part of the core, Jamie. as He's stars part or part of your core. Great in the room. Or they had a Great good postseason room. run. Brian Bickle. 
That well, is when Brian Bickle. That is hey, when God bless Brian Bickle. That's that was a tough situation. Craig, how happy would you be right out. now if Brent Seabrook was considered middle tier with the way he played hockey? <laughs> but, but I'm saying I middle tier when he signed the deal. Middle tier performance. <laughs> I would take second pair performance from Brent Seabrook right now. So not that often, unless it's like a star. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Not that often for the Blackhawks. Put it this way. When's the last free agent deal like that? So guy goes to a new team Oof. in free agency. Tavares? I mean, he's only played one year. But, yeah, but that might be the only one. You guys remember John Tavares, right? I, I do. Okay. I know you think we hate John Tavares. Because you both told me you hate we, him. We do not. Oh. I'm sorry if I have Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby. You rattled off like 19 players you'd rather have than Tavares. And honestly, it was your, your attitude when I brought him up. You were like, why do you keep bringing up John Tavares? Oh, I don't know. He might be a Hall of Famer someday. No big deal. Just because he doesn't have any personality. Just because he wasn't g- as good of a player as Austin Matthews? That's, that's, Connor McDavid and I voted Andre Austin Seidel. Matthews on the team. What is Jackie? Sidney Crosby. Jackie wants to go home. It's well mm. past Jackie's bedtime. Mm. Jackie's just terrified of another car ride home. Yeah, I don't know if he can drive at night. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, it's better. Do ducks have good night vision? Jackie's I don't know. just worried he's going to get concussed by the airbag in the front seat. Yeah. I took mm-hmm. those out. The airbag me. won't reach him. Yeah, he'll be fine. All right. Anything else while you guys slander my duck? You got anything else here before we? Go? Not the duck we're slandering. <laughs> All right. For Craig Morgan and Jamie Eisner, I'm Luke Lipinski. Thanks for listening to the Natural Hat Trick Podcast. What am I getting a noise making device? You are. That, that's a not my mouth. Device. <laughs> <laughs>